0: Meanwhile, on Saturday night.
1: <laughs> Greg! 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 Dude, you'll never fucking believe it, man. We're fucking winning, dude. They just Mayor Durkin, she just announced a 30-day ga- ban on using tear gas for SPD.
0: We did it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right man i'm just gonna go ahead and open up the old laptop and check out the live stream see how things are going down on the hill <laughs> cue
0: wilhelm scream yeah <laughs> 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 see we do it like that we don't gotta pay the copyright that we don't
1: sucking more than ever um greg is continuing to hole uh,
0: up in my goddamn house and he won't leave fam, uh, it's a podcast about hating the city we're fucking taken back <laughs> please take it back so greg will leave <laughs> so greg is getting
1: um very comfortable around here uh, to the point that on uh, Saturday, right? He uh, decided to just take a little hike around the north side just to, to get his bearings and
0: his new uh, sort of living situation. Hey, I lived in North Seattle for many, many, many years. <laughs> uh, that is my hood. I know those, I knew those streets well. Yeah, we marched down from Magnuson. A lot, a lot of people, big-ass crowd. From Magnuson down to U Village. Um, it was all very peaceful. Interesting, for the first time in days, I had did not see a cop anywhere in sight i drove around for like 20 minutes looking for parking not a cop anywhere weird Uh, the whole march all the way down no cops Uh, utterly peaceful we blocked traffic the amazing like that was very it was very well organized they had the whole like bike squad like holding traffic everywhere it was very well done um beautiful time walked into a complete ghost town you village just like (laughs) nothing but the tumbleweeds um they didn't even pro- create a protective quarantine around din tai no, no, um and it was empty and um then you know uh everyone n- took a knee for um mm-hmm. you know uh yeah, nearly nine minutes of silence for george floyd and when we uh rose our heads, uh the organizers uh informed us, hey, by the way, everybody, the National guard has surrounded you village. So we're all going to march out peacefully. <laughs> so basically, um, now, I actually never saw the National Guard. Normal Garden. stuff I, I, or a normal city. I think Surrounded was probably not exactly accurate. Um, they were probably just like, I'm guessing actually like 12 of them rolled up on 45th and were mm-hmm. like, hey, you guys should go now. And which, fair enough, uh, you know, we marched back. No reason to like stand around and occupy you village. I mean, what, a, what more soul-sucking hell would you want to like... Uh, <laughs> You know, uh, hold down a movement in, but um, uh, I I left by the like uh northeast corner and never saw any of them. Um, and marched all the way back. Uh, not a cop in sight. Totally peaceful. Um, weird that they didn't want to
1: uh, deploy tear gas on Laurelhurst.
0: Yeah, weird. <laughs> um, so it seems like there is a limited amount of control that the mayor, the city. SPD command has over SPD, which is they can tell them where to deploy to in the day. Mm -hmm. You know, once they're there, they're, they're completely out of control Mm because cops, as we can understand, like, um, basically feel themselves to be like the, uh, highest authority on the scene in any scene Mm -hmm. they happen to be in. So, but you know, what, what happened, what happened is, you know, what you've, uh, you've talked about before, um, Brian, in mm-hmm. previous, you know, like American uprisings, like in 67, where military units come in and the strategy is just tell the cops, guys, we've got this area. Why don't you just go somewhere else? <laughs> and then all that is calm and fine. Uh, yeah, so. yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things that for those who
1: like study, um, you know, the criminal justice system and policing. Uh, everybody's well aware that the police, like, the, uh, the stance of the police, the actions of the police are actually what cause riots. The riots are more accurately called police riots. And that, uh, yeah, in, in 67 in Detroit as well as in uh, Newark when the military was deployed, uh, they basically the, the reason why the military was successful was they didn't load their weapons <laughs> and shoot anybody, and they just stood on corners with the strict orders not to do anything. Just stand there, look authoritative, and uh, miraculously that calmed everything down. Whereas because they're the whole, not uh, psychopaths.
0: Psycho They're not necessarily one hundred percent psychopaths, yeah. and because they have some level of discipline and can follow orders, yeah. they're actually you know if you want to actually maintain <clears throat> a order in a police state using a military force, um, boy, if that's your goal, the cops are not. Uh, the the tool. The thing is, that's not why the cops exist. The cops exist to yep. terrorize populations yep. in a police state. So that that they are very adept.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was uh, you know an interesting um, an interesting contrast, we'll say, with what was happening on the hill on that same night, which we can yeah. get into later. But what were the demands that were uh, that were being made?
0: Well, what is happening right now? how to put this like um i think at this moment in america radical black activists may just save us all uh that's what i'm feeling right now <laughs> it's not um white socialist bro podcasts or the dsa um it's yeah all you other podcasts <laughs> it's the it's um like well-organized experienced groups of activists of color um i think in a lot of cities uh, you know uh, it, this is all so engrossing and there's so much going on and fi- being physically present at a lot of these things means like, <laughs> obviously I'm concentrating mostly on Seattle. Um, but certainly in this town, you know, a, they're very early, I think, um, compared to nationally, from what I can tell, um a group of, and this would have been Wednesday, mm-hmm. uh, last Wednesday, this is Monday night, by the way, Last Wednesday, um, at the very well-organized march from Cal Anderson to City Hall, the occupation of the steps there, demand, uh, where Nikita Oliver, one of these key organizers, uh, you know, uh, demanded to talk to the mayor, ha- came out with Jenny on the steps and just clowned on Mayor Jenny, just, <laughs> just made an absolute ass of Mayor Jenny, um, who who was offered the demands of this movement as put forward by these groups of radical organizers and they are, uh, defund the police. Mm -hmm. Um, the the number in the details that gets, it's being thrown out is 50%. Um, reinvest in community and there, you know, uh, there's a lot more to that, uh, in the details and immediately release, uh, anyone arrested in relation to the protests. You know, you may be saying to yourself, well, gosh, guys, you know, we've listened to the podcast. We know that, you know, defunding the police just sh- can't be enough for you because you know that here at Seattle Sucks, we, we support a Soviet-style denazification <laughs> of American police. Okay, um, that's that's our been
1: our stance for a very long time. Not one hundred percent sure that people of Seattle are quite ready for our reign yet.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, you know, I think, um, and I think that's okay. I think you know, there's a number of ways to look at this. Like, um, I think a lot of the um, even the activists who put. Forward these demands. I think you know abolition is very much on their mind, uh, from what I can mm-hmm. tell. Um, and my so on the first on the first hand, I think my instinct is again that the, these people in this city and in cities across America are the ones doing this. This moment is happening and is continuing to go on, and these demands are getting real traction here and elsewhere because these organized. Act, radical activists have seized on a spontaneous moment, mm. effectively in a way that no one has in a fucking decades. Well, and I think to, um, you know, some
1: of the people who noticeably we don't seem to ever run into run into out at any of these demonstrations, but you certainly see on Twitter every once in a while that complain about like the defunding demands or whatever. Um, you know, the thing to understand is that uh, for most American, or for pretty much any American city, and certainly for any police department, defunding them 50%, taking away 50% of their budget, you might as well be saying police abolition. This is essentially a, a demand that six months ago, or fuck that, two months ago, would have been considered L- insane, absolutely insane, absolutely
0: beyond the pale. Yeah, which ludicrous. is uh,
1: like imagine trying to go into an City app Hall reference. Actually, I don't even think that you would be able to get uh, like Sawant to fucking you know re- agree with you on that. Like, I don't know. I know she's been for defunding, but, uh, but I think if you walked in, like, oh hey, who wants to sign on to my uh, defund SPD? Take fifty percent of their budget away? Uh, you'd be laughed out the butt. I, yeah, mean, I think, except by Sawant. Yeah, yeah. Um but, but this is. But I think the thing is, is that like understanding what the purpose of these demands are in that a knowing that you're going to get just massive resistance from the political structure, from the police against it. Uh, but you're, you're telling a
0: story with your demands,
1: right? absolutely.
0: Because Uh, that, okay. Well, in the first place, actually, I think the first, my first response to it is again, these, this is working. The, this movement is happening. It's being mm -hmm. driven by these people who, who put out those demands. And on that basis alone, uh, I am, I'm, ready to follow those people. Sure. I I mean, anywhere. If that is what uh, the radical activists in this town came up with and um, whether, to whatever degree that's in coordination with people across the country, I am ready to follow them basically anywhere because mm. we are. they're showing, it is being shown <laughs> to America, A, that the police have got to go and B, that act- direct action works. Mm. And uh, so I mean that's the first so right there I'm basically all on board. Um but yeah as yeah, you has shifted the window right like absolutely. what's possible. The horizon has expanded enormously the, from yeah. where we were a month ago. Absolutely yeah. be, yes beyond anything imaginable. And but yeah that's the thing is like uh they do see these demands do seem to be in, incredibly well thought out because on the at once the scale when you're talking about like political um, demands, when you're talking about, you're, you're really talking about power. You're really talking about fu- achieving the power to exercise them, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and f- or forcing the hand of power to do that. And honestly, the scale of these things, of like abolishing the, poli- the police or defunding them by 50%, like literally actually doing that, are both so astronomically large um, mm-hmm. that they are sort of um, infinitely and equally in reach. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah because the question is do you ha- can you build the necessary power and it's so it's such a, a a a big reach that it sort of doesn't matter um that one sounds a little less like the other and the other thing is like you're saying you're telling a story because actually the the defund and reinvest narrative reinvesting in communities answers all the questions basically people ask about abolition what the fuck do you mean by abolition Mm -hmm. and you get into the discussion and the and and this like geniusly preempts that and says what we're going to do is invest in all these things in community that we need including in shit that we're asking the you know in in emergency housing in housing period in all kinds of other community programs in education Stuff within communities of color, controlled by communities of color, and in replacing, you know, actually having services that respond to things that we don't want the police responding to, yeah. taking shit off their plate. And this, this, this is very well thought out. This is essentially an abolitionist argument. Sure. Um, uh, the fact that it's by fifty percent, sort of, is again, they're both such enormously heavy lifts that it politically it doesn't really matter. But there's another reason that it 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 doesn't matter because guess what's going to happen when, if they, if somehow you built the power, if you, uh, mm-hmm. whatever, if, uh, you know, a lot of people are talking about, uh, calling for Durkin's resignation, you mm-hmm. know, I almost have a little sympathy with the point of view that she, uh, uttered the other day that that's like playing politics because ultimately it is, if it's useful, if that's what needs to happen to get these reforms passed, they should do that immediately. But like, in and of itself, the point like I'd love to see Jenny go, but it's like I, it doesn't matter at the end of the day if a power if the incoming power structure is just going to uphold the status quo. It's important if it is a move toward actually passing some of this, you know, incredibly needed, you know, uh, meeting these huge demands.
1: When I think uh, the thing right has shown in a lot of ways uh, what we've seen is that in making a huge demand, you're going to encounter resistance yes. right, from the state. And in that resistance, you're going to teach people who are fighting for your demand right, that they have to go further. Yes. And that's the thing, right? That's why uh, you don't just whine and say it's not the uh, utopian movement I've built in my brain. Therefore, I'm not going to participate. Yes. Uh, you actually go in and do it because, you know, um, you know. As much as uh, all of us sitting at home are super geniuses who know everything, uh, we must assume that maybe there's some other people who aren't super geniuses like us. And uh, you know, in the process of struggle, we might learn some things. And in secret, we'll learn things too. Yeah. And listen, <laughs> you know,
0: um, this is not the like. I mean, anyone out there in America, I mean, this was not us, but like anyone out there in America who was, uh, the, you know, your proverbial like um, uh, class reductionist sure. leftist or whatever really looks like an asshole right now. Um, they yeah, already yeah. did, really. I but know. like, I mean, you got to be embarrassed, right? Because what this is showing is like, my God, what a perfect political window. What a perfect storm. This a demand on the state to stop murdering black people. Mm. that uh, resistance to which or the advocacy for is going to be asked by the state to be quelled by exactly the forces that are meeting out that violence who Mm. don't like to be uh, talked back to. And this is, it's this perfect reinforcing cycle where we've seen you say cops don't do that. They get pissed off and they, they prove to the entire country over and over again that they need to be crushed. And it's waking people up, my God, like uh, yeah. you wouldn't think it would ever touch.
1: Well, and the thing is, is that, you know, in Minneapolis, right, uh, when people first took to the streets, I mean, it was anger over a lot of, you know, over years and years and decades and, you know, <laughs> centuries of abuse from the police and people in the city, right? But, you know, people in the street were saying, you know, how come they haven't arrested uh, George Floyd's killer, right? How come they haven't arrested the cops that stood by and helped him kill him, right? And then the police arrested them. And you know what happened? People didn't leave the fucking streets, did they, right? No. Then they made more demands, right? Because it turns out once you give people political power, I mean, the problem with the working class in America is it has no political power, right? It hasn't felt it in a long time. It hasn't felt itself in a long time, right? It doesn't know how to exercise any
0: power, yeah. And
1: all of a sudden, it gets in the street, and it starts to flex it a little bit, and a demand gets met. It's not like they're just going to go home. It's not like we only have one complaint, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Like, people you know they might have been holding you know signs or you know telling reporters or whatever you know how come they haven't arrested these officers but i get but they had more complaints than that right which is yeah. why the minnesota you know sort of liberal establishment started to panic when they decided okay we're going to arrest this officer and then nothing changed right and now they're talking about completely disbanding the police force right so you know this idea that uh all, you know, the demand that you start with has to be the perfect demand is crazy, right? All it has to be is one that exposes the system for what it is, right? And, you know, the 50% defunding demand, like, again, for police departments, might as well be fucking abolishing them. And, uh, you know, you're exposing, you know, the police as this sort of vital circuit of capital that they're going to defend against their population, Mm -hmm. you know, to a a rather uh, embarrassing degree. And, you know... Uh, As far as the uh, 21 uh, class first uh, whatever socialists that exist in America that all are, you know, Michael Tracy, essentially, or Michael Tracy adjacent. uh, Yeah, I mean, it must be fucking embarrassing for them because how do you explain this idea that, oh, it's not anti-capitalist to oppose the police? It's not anti-capitalist to oppose racism in America, a system literally created to uh, grease the wheels of our foundational labor structure (laughs) in this country. I mean, fucking... Clown shoes, all of them. Yeah. Like fucking jokes. Uh, which is why they're in the dustbin. Which is not, I never want to hear Michael Tracy on this show again. <laughs> but yeah, why are we talking about these people? They're like uh, they're like a certain former reporter, former reporter, Jesus Christ, former <laughs> columnist for the fucking stranger that nobody can remember the name of who's gone who? into the what? dustbin of his. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, just totally swept aside by the currents of the moment. Somebody that can yeah. only exist when there's total stagnation and all we have is dirty water to drink. Right. Yeah. And now just who you. Remembers well, look, you know? there's
0: other reasons, like you said. There, there are it. The other way to look at it, there are other reasons to start with demands, um, that are not your utopian end goal, okay? Because you need in it what has happened here is the immediate demands were met very quickly with just like a few days of people being in the streets, right? Mm-hmm. And like uh, arresting the cop and then the other cops, um that showed people their power yeah. right so it's important that's huge like actually getting timely demands met showing a, a continual trajectory in the winning direction is important yeah. to sustain these this movement so we have to keep doing we have to keep make, keep getting these wins small and medium and hopefully soon large yeah. um but That to keep the movement going, but because we're dealing with, because this, again, we're dealing with this sort of perfect cycle of, you know, actually directly confronting the armed uh, thugs of the state, there is a, this is an extremely dangerous time, and it's a dangerous thing to be involved in, it's a dangerous thing to be around, because they are absolutely uh, psychotic, murderous, and... Very territorial and vindictive, and yeah. and they certainly don't have a
1: minor investment in their continued existence.
0: Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> this is, and they can they see themselves being threatened, and we are already seeing them uh, lashing out at protesters. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we'll get into that a little more, but I, you know, I want to um, us to imagine. Imagine no gains really come out of this. No substantive gains. Now, all we've gotten so far, as, you know, I'm referring to, like, the whole national movement here, are some important but small signals that we are winning, that the people are winning against the cops and the power structure. Um, That's important to keep this going. If we don't end this, if this doesn't uh, resolve with substantial gains being made against the cops for the people and then the narrative then the narrative will be or the mood will be that this what that will signal is that this was ultimately impotent that this was a failure and that does not mean going back to the status quo because the right is in power in this country and the forces we're confronting literally are the murderous pigs themselves so if you go back if this is shown to be impotent and it is eventually it eventually dissipates without a strong hammer coming down on the cops, the cops, even if even if uh, even if you de- like get uh, the result of defunding SPD by fifty percent, there will be voices calling to double their budget. Okay. Oh, yeah. Now, if you are successful at defunding them by fifty percent, those voices will be. Uh, Loonies in the wilderness, okay, Mm -hmm. with a a fringe position that no one gives a shit about. But if this comes down without any significant short, like near term, gains against the cops, then though, then they their budget will be increased, their powers will be increased, and they will be emboldened to reach out. And fucking murder people. Oh yeah,
1: if you think the SPD you know operates with little to no oversight now, wait till you see what happens if shit falls apart and. Uh, they like yeah, nothing comes of this, you know, as far as you know, decreasing SPD's budget or anything. At this point, honestly, decreasing SPD's budget by fifty percent, which would mean taking away a lot of their weapons. Also, you know, supporting things like, uh, you know, SWAT had the thing as the ban on you know various uh, crowd control weapons, including chemical weapons. But also, part of that ban was them not even being able to own them. You know, yeah. so like, not just they can't use them, they actually just can't have them in any way. Yeah. Like, that's the kind of stuff that you need now, and that's uh, that's not just a political goal, that is a practical goal. It's a practical because goal. Because if they come out of this unscathed, they're fucking going to be coming for all... They've already made, you know, retaliatory arrests of the guy who filmed, you know, the SPD member pepper spraying that young girl, who's now in jail being denied bail. Uh, and if you think that that shit isn't a serious deal, you're saying... That apparently just today, literally today, after six years in jail, the guy who filmed the Eric Gardner, you know, murder in New York, finally got out of jail.
0: But they're entirely bullshit, retaliatory. Yep, nonsense. Um, yeah. Locked up for six years for daring to cause the police any fucking trouble, and so if a hammer doesn't fucking come down on their face. Yeah, they are going to reach out with their full power that they have now and more, and they are just going to fucking murder people. Yeah. they're going to track down people involved in this protest. You've you've already been out there. You've your face is already on camera. Whatever precautions you're taking, yeah, they're like, not going to say you. They will find. They will come after people um, in a reign of terror across this country. So at this point, if we do, if we stop now. It is a death sentence, at least for a lot of um, activists who are very yeah. identifiable and forward in this yeah. movement. And just the, whatever low hanging fruit they can get their hands on and throw in jail on some bullshit, they will do. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's worth mentioning, too, that, uh, you know, after
1: the 2014 uprising in Ferguson, uh, there's been this mysterious trend of, I think, now maybe 10 or 12 different. You know, activist leaders in Ferguson have uh, just magically shown up dead in gangland incidents, according to the police, where they're in a car with a bullet in their head and the car has been lit on fire. You know, the kind of thing
0: you would do if you're, I don't know, assassinating somebody. For political uh, reasons, and you knew how (laughs) crime scenes were investigated, and you belonged to a police force that had an (laughs) uprising come up against it, and at the end of it, they had to make the concession of not wearing camo anymore.
1: Yeah. So, I, you know, and that's, so, that's what came out of that, right? And, yeah. I, and I think that's the thing that you have to remember is that, uh, you know, while we make jokes about the police, we call them pigs or whatever, they're not just a cartoon. Like, they actually are an incredibly violent, vindictive, uh, I mean, basically psychopathic fucking death organization. Squad. Yeah. And, yeah, every death they, squad in every country has been made up of the police. All right? That's yes. an important thing to fucking remember. All right? Yes. Death squads are made up of cops. And that's, there's a fucking reason for that. All right? It is a self-selecting group.
0: Yes, and that is what will happen if there is no significant reform, if they are not on the back foot, okay? Now, here, now, dark turn. Another reason, uh, as an abolitionist, you know, I'm all for this defund the police shit, is you have seen how they have reacted to just people, you know, expressing their displeasure, okay? They've gassed Capitol Hill, over and over again. They're have they vindictively arresting people. They're beating protesters. They're absolutely out of control. And this is a case across the country. Here's the thing. On the day any vote actually takes place in City Hall to literally cut 50% out of the fucking budget and whatever other specifics would be in that bill, all of SPD is going to be at City Hall. They're going to fucking tear gas that building, okay? They're probably going to literally try and kill council people. They're going to basically try and lynch uh, whoever the mayor is. Yeah. Uh, they're going to, I mean, expect actual tear gas in that <laughs> yeah. building. Human shield around Salad, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, but, seriously. But um, yeah, and
1: again, if you're saying, Greg and Brian, you guys are crazy... Uh, you're sniffing that gasoline Tell again. Tell us about the first black kind of mayor in New York, Brian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In 1992, go ahead and Google 1992 New York P- <laughs> NYPD riot. All right. But yeah, um, when Mayor Dinkins in New York, all he asked for, this is all he pushed for was that he wanted to open an investigation into corruption and, and abuse from NYPD, right? Something that would eventually be called the Mullen Commission, which is very interesting reading, I will say. But Upon announcing that, and I think he'd also announced some sympathy for uh, 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 Rodney King. Uh, but upon announcing that, a thousand NYPD officers showed up out of uniform, and according to reporters on the scene, many were extremely drunk, many had their weapons on them, and showed up outside the mayor's office and basically were shouting that they were going to lynch him we're shouting uh calling him names that we're not going to repeat on this uh show but you can certainly imagine demanding that he come out so that they can murder him uh, guess what dinkins didn't do after that reform the fucking police in any way <laughs> all right now by the way nypd who just uh you know essentially doxed mayor de blasio's fucking daughter as a just a little note to him of like hey we know where your daughter lives, all the way down to her apartment number and everything, just in case. De Blasio got his political start as an aide to Mayor Dinkins. He was fucking there when that shit happened, which is why he's a giant fucking rollover when it comes for the cops because they've already trained his ass, all right. And they just remind him every once in a while that they can reach out and touch him anytime. And so, if you think that this shit isn't real, this shit can't happen. It's already happened. It's very real. Not in the '60s. Not anything like that. In the recent fucking past, in your lifetime. Yeah, there are NYPD officers still in the
0: force who were at that fucking riot. <laughs> All right. Yeah. A lot of them. <laughs> and you've seen the. They won't even fucking uncover their badge numbers. Why? Because someone asked them to. Uh, Was it 52 cops just, I mean, didn't quit, but
1: resigned their dumb uh, SWAT whatever fucking team membership or whatever in Buffalo because they were told they couldn't shove over a 70-year-old man and cause him to bleed from his ears, all right? Yeah. Like, these people are fucking psychos.
0: So this is, (laughs) uh, yet again, another reason why, like, the defund demand, again, it's such an enormous affront. It's such a huge blow against SPD that either... The political will is gathered, and it is successful in some way, or it is tried, mm-hmm. and the c- cops, as we, as uh, attempts to curtail police power uh, gain strength, o- police abuses will only uh, yeah. gain further strength. They, have, they continually show they're completely out of control. I am 100% confident there will be an insane fucking riot at City Hall. If they actually try to pass a bill like this, and if that's the case, either that will cement that bill at, at the very least, and give the council, the politi- the city, the political capital for you know the next twenty years to actually see it through, or it will you know make the next round, the next week, just abolish all of the police, and then when more SPD officers show up, and that time with their guns and uh, maybe the National Guard will have to start shooting at them. I don't know. Yeah. Either way, yeah. whatever level of success here, like it, it's all going in the right fucking direction.
1: Yeah, yeah. All the pressure you're putting SBD now. That's what's causing them to show their ass, and that's what's causing people to. It's radicalizing people in the streets. It's radicalizing people in their homes. who are getting tear gas in their fucking homes, uh, and that's why all of a sudden city council members are starting to suggest that they might be interested in defunding the police, something they wouldn't touch. Remember, they just voted. You know, all of them except I believe Swat was a lone vote against a you know police union contract that completely took the extremely surface-level reforms that have been made. This is the last council. put them yeah. directly in the fucking
0: truck. There's only, like, right? three of those people yeah. left. But
1: the point is, is that, yeah, that, like, still, yeah, yes. you know, well, here, Mosqueda voted for that. Yeah. And now she's saying defund by 50%. That's a fucking enormous shift, right? And that has nothing to do with Mosqueda all of a sudden getting smart. It has to do with people in the street forcing her, right? Now, the thing is, is that we talk about SPD showing their ass, Right. Uh, you know, fucking Durkin went out and covered for them, and you know, after finding out they had apparently run out of tear gas, uh, made this big show of saying we have a 30-day tear gas ban, which is this whole thing of like, hey, SPD, we're going to help you out of this jam. I'm going to cover for you on why you're not going to attack people, and all you have to do is chill out for a while. They couldn't make it 24 hours. Like, they're incapable of self-control. <laughs> they're incapable of making the smart decision. Yeah, and it
0: doesn't matter if it's where best is in all this the the chief is she siding with her force in defiance of durkin or is she trying to rein them in and is incompetent at that like whatever is happening here they're out of fucking control oh yeah and everyone is learning this yeah everyone in seattle and everyone in fucking america yeah yeah i mean
1: uh you know fuck they have. i mean you know not that uh the police have any fond feelings for sawan or anything like that but you know when last night when she was on the you know barricade or whatever i mean they literally just pepper sprayed her and threw flashbangs at her which is uh Let's just say an interesting choice for a police department to do with a sitting city council member, uh, if they have any intention of, uh, self, like, any thought of self-preservation or anything, at least, right? Like, I mean, there's always been this idea that the police can abuse anybody they want so long as they're politically powerless, right? Yeah. But the buck stops there when there's. I mean, that's why they're not throwing tear gas in Laurelhurst, right? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, it, that was, uh, you know an interesting misstep from SPD of like, what are you trying to get here other than fucking defund
0: it? Well, they, you know? they see the world in an interesting yeah. way. I mean, what this shows us is that though they may not be completely conscious of it or understand it, they do instinctually know that their role is political. Yeah. And that they are now, and that, and right now, they are acting out of their sheer violent political will. Um, and they understand that uh, want. Is their yeah. enemy, a pol- their political enemy, their cultural enemy, and yeah, so in, in to them, to this, they've escalated to a point where they're yeah. the the rules are gone. They're in a war against the city. Yeah. this is what they've been stoking themselves up for. The, yeah, all for police decade. in America and in this city, yeah, ever uh, yeah. certainly since the dis- consent decree. Yeah, um, that that they're in this. These are these, you know, they're all these suburban shithead cops who are like, oh, where we work in this this liberal hellhole where crime is rampant and we're abused by the city. And, uh, and you know, we're, we're going alone to protect these people who don't even appreciate us. Um, and that's their narrative. And they, they, they sort of instinctually understand that that's political yeah. and they're showing that by, yeah, gassing the, their enemy on the council.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, uh, as much as we've made light on the show in the past of, uh, you know, dumb asses like Duff McKagan or that awful uh, Seattle's Dying documentary. Who portray Seattle as this uh, just center of mass poverty, like some sort of uh, Brazil esque uh, favela of just pure crime and violence and all this kind of stuff? And you know, we laugh about like how fucking you know out of touch you have to be to think that's what Seattle's like. Uh, the police believe that though, like yeah, they believe that, and they think that it's a, a plan by a Jewish syndicate to you know make it that way in order to you know do whatever right in America or whatever dumb thing they believe right. <laughs> And so that's the lens they view it through. So what seems like an obvious choice in our part of, like, uh, you know, if you didn't want to be defunded, maybe you should chill out for a little bit is not something that they, like, see in any way. Now, uh, that being said, and talking about different worlds, I mean, we just have to talk for a second about this fucking candle picture. Like, Seattle, again, just, so good. just fucking uh, ruling. It's the Seattlefication of America, right? We're all over the national airwaves uh, when SPD... Uh, decided to, to excuse <laughs> the fact that they couldn't go 24 hours without gassing <laughs> their own people uh, they did the usual police evidence photo where they display you know they write up a little list of all the uh, horrifying things they found display photos of it and it's
0: d- uh, like usually it's like on a table somewhere yeah, yeah. and it's laid out like um, Wes Anderson. This style, one was this
1: one, uh, I don't think Bomb Squad had shown up yet so it's still just on the street but they talk about how they <laughs> found <Defuse> uh, <laughs> the <laughs> candle. <laughs> yeah. But they found a improvised you know according to their Twitter they found an improvised explosive device. Now uh, by Sunday this had uh, changed and when the mayor and uh, the police chief both referenced it they referred to it as an incendiary explosive device uh, that was very clearly a candle all the way to the point of having a label that said candle
0: on it. <laughs> I mean, but this was, this but, that photo was played with that yeah. on NBC Nightly News. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it's this thing too of like part of it is,
1: I mean, as we joke all the time, I mean, when you talk about cops, you're talking about like the dumbest human beings that have ever walked on the earth. But the other part too is these are people who've like literally lied every day of their fucking lives And people have just, like, swallowed it whole, right? Because the media, you know, they just run cover for the police. The politicians run cover for the police. The criminal justice system exists to put poor people in jail. So, like, whatever the police say goes, right? So they just lie the most brazen fucking lies because they've never been told. It's like, have you ever, like, been around, like, a five-year-old when they learn about the concept of lying? (laughs) Like, and they just tell you this shit that's, like, completely fucking stupid and you just want to slap them? That's the police all the time right like and i mean it was just so funny to see it on the national news now i will say that the candle the improvised explosive candle was very funny but it wasn't the funniest one that happened that day which was austin pd from my home state uh came in and basically said improvised candle fuck that check this out and on their official twitter they posted, the, again, the evidence photo. They had a table in the precinct with all these This is cards the Wes Anderson style one Yeah, yeah, with all the cards on it. And they're like, oh, we just like to thank the community for all the, no- you know, for this outpouring of support that they've given us. And then they did a close up. So they had a big picture where we could see just the table covered. And then, what, in letters? Yeah, in letters. And then a close, you know, just guys bringing in sacks. Like these are all letters for Santa like- <laughs> Claus. You know, like- yeah,
0: Miracle on 34th <laughs> yeah. Street. Like the post office just streaming in.
1: And the funny part was, had they any braids, they would have kept it as a wide shot, but they insisted, no, we have to show the quality, so they did a close-up shot, too. Someone
0: was proud of their work.
1: Yeah, and all the envelopes A are all the same size, you know, that very normal thing that happens when you buy, like, gift cards or whatever, but B, all of they bought them in bulk, but B, have a script written thank you on them, no address or stamp or anything, you know, the things required to mail a letter, right, but just in script, like, handwritten script, thank you on it, and it matches One, they all say the same thing, and it all matches perfectly, as if one
0: person, one rube,
1: (laughs) rube idiot. So,
0: with good handwriting.
1: Before we get into the story, just getting funnier, I, I, you know, I do want to point out it is hilarious that because I mean, this is they obviously this is a ploy, right? But the funny part was, not one of them was like, well, maybe instead of having one person write them all, we should get like I don't know our friends and family to like write them, so that way they at least look different. But no. No, not even, that, not even that Like went through their heads. So hilariously, a reporter from Gizmodo, after seeing this, called up Austin PD and got one of their spokespeople on and was like, hey, I just had some questions <laughs> about those thank you cards. <laughs> they're like, yeah. He's like, oh, who wrote them? And the, the spokesperson of Austin PD responded, oh, a kindergarten class had written them for us and gave them to us. To which the person from Gizmodo said, you know, uh, schools aren't in session right now, right? (laughs) They're all closed and have been for a while. To which the police, being just complete fucking geniuses, said, oh, well, uh, you know, uh, well, it wasn't a a kindergarten class, but it was definitely kindergarten age people. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, kindergartners with very nice script, I must say, much better handwriting than I have, uh, you know, you just wouldn't know these kindergartners. They're from Canada. Oh, my God. <laughs> you wouldn't have met them. The Canadian
0: kindergartner. I mean, but just, I mean,
1: fucking astonishing. But this is the level of intellect we're dealing with in a lot of cases.
0: Yeah, but, uh, on to the teeth.
1: Yeah. That being said, I mean, uh, after their uh, just, I mean, comical display of stupidity on Saturday and just, like, viciousness, honestly, on the Hill, um, <laughs> Mayor Durkin announced, going to give an emergency press, big press conference on Sunday. And me... I you know, Greg knows me. I'm a Durkin head. She calls a press conference. I'm there. I'm all about it. <laughs> I, I get on that shit. I mean, that's a must-see TV for me. Um, so I sat in and watched it, and I know that most people missed it, because why the fuck would you watch a press conference with Mayor Durkin? But I gotta say, this was uh, just fascinating fucking viewing. So... It began hilariously with Carmen Best, and we wonder what her whole stance is in this whole thing. Uh, she came out real. It was one, there was some speculation that maybe Durkin was going to resign in this press conference. I'll just say that didn't happen. I'll, I'll, I'll you know, I'll burst that bubble. But uh, Best came in and, I mean, really had a very militant stance for it and uh, basically was not, uh, would refuse to admit that they'd gassed anybody and then basically just said, our police use appropriate force all the time, and the force is always commensurate with the danger. And then proceeded to highlight the East Precinct on Capitol Hill as a particularly dangerous location in Cap- uh, in the city where they were going to continue to use proportional force, right? Uh, which was code for we're going to continue to gas people on Capitol Hill, which they then did like an hour after this uh, press conference game finished. Apparently with Carmen Best on the street when they did that, by the way. So yeah. uh, probably directly ordered by her. Um so interesting, I mean, that was the um, psychotic, uh, you know, uh, ultra-fascist element of it. And then Dirk and the Clown showed up, my favorite. And uh, her, like, she began by, one, saying this protest is about George Floyd, which she said it over and over again. But from what I thought was an interesting change was she finally admitted that SPD kills people too, which was... Something she's never said up to this point yeah. at any of these conferences, Huge. right? Any of these pressers, right? So, again, this is people on the ground forcing her. To- she doesn't want to say this shit. Now, it was interesting. She brought up Charlene Lyle. She brought up uh, Che Taylor. Uh, I believe she also brought up John T. Williams. Interestingly, she uh, did not bring up the guy they killed, uh, Sean Fuer- or Sean Furr the guy they killed like three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, Interesting that that slipped her mind. Um, But she then went on to basically uh, refuse to admit that, again, that they gassed anybody and gave the same speech. And she had this really interesting kind of inflection where uh, she, A, talked about how uh, the – leaders of the black community she had talked to were uh, telling her that they're actually afraid of the protests and that the protests should go away for the sake of the black community, which I thought was uh, charming. Incredible. But uh, she really pointed out the protests at East Precinct and really... I thought, tried to separate it from everything else that's going on. Mm-hmm. So one said that the people at the protest at East Precinct weren't from the neighborhood, and then tried to imply that people in the neighborhood you know, were mad at them or whatever, didn't like them being there. But then also uh,
0: implied... Oh, I'm sure the uh, City Hall has gotten some calls about uh, being unhappy with some of the events that have gone down. Yeah, I'll buy that. Well, Such as being gassed in their own homes.
1: Well, and then uh, she then went on to p- imply again... That she had talked to uh, leaders of uh, Black Lives Matter, and they had also said that not only did they not approve of the protests on Capitol Hill, but that they were frightened by it uh, and weren't go- and wouldn't go there, and that they thought it was ruining their message or whatever. Did
0: oh, she happen to give any names for these leaders? Oh
1: no no no. They were anonymous, which is interesting because, you know, anonymous leaders. Well, so Amari Salisbury, who's been, you know, live streaming everything on the Hill and is a black gentleman from the Central District, uh, Durkin mentioned him by name, I think, two or three times in this uh, speech. But all of a sudden, when it came to this, uh, anonymous people. And I guess later on, not during the press, because I don't think she even got to ask the question or even got to ask a question, but Erica Barnett, I guess, got to ask her later on about this, to which point Jenny just literally gave her the, uh, uh yeah, they they prefer to be anonymous and also you you wouldn't know them. They go to, they go to a different high school. <laughs> They're from Canada. <laughs> They're from Canada. I mean, just astonishing, fucking astonishing. I mean, just a, a comical, a, just blatant lying right there. Right. I mean, who fucking believes any of this shit? Um, but interesting. Oh my god,
0: I how how dare she? Yeah, how dare she? <laughs> so. The funniest... That's, that's got to be one of the most cynical acts of her entire mayorship. Uh, oh. oh, God, I yeah. I mean, all of this is despicable, but, like, well, standing... I mean, I... Wow. When people talk about, uh, you know, when you read,
1: like, uh, you know... Uh, racecraft, or you read uh, like New Jim Crow or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And you talk about how, you know, politicians, liberal and conservative alike, use like racism, race and racism as like a lever to essentially, you know, pursue, uh, you know, neoliberal ends or, you know, pro-capitalist ends. I mean, Durkin has been doing this, you know, in, in droves during this whole thing. I mean, from the very beginning, her just completely nonsensical, uh, all the protesters are rich white people, are rich white men. Right. Yeah. <laughs> At the very beginning. Uh something that's like, you know, we can see video of these events, right? Yeah. <laughs> like uh to this. I mean, like just the most cynical sort of uh uh like, you know, race play, essentially a race baiting that I've ever fucking seen. I mean, just astonishing. Now, the funniest part of the press conference though really was the question and answer portion. And I and I gotta say, the the absolute funniest thing was right when they went into question and answers, people wanted to ask Carmen Best, you know, chief questions. Now, after Best gave her a little spiel, she stepped just off of camera, right? Jenny Durkin, when they wanted to ask her questions, basically said, uh, and keep in mind, this is all over Zoom, right? So, like, nobody's in the room with them. So Durkin says oh, uh, you know, Chief Best has actually left the building and is in a very important meeting right now. So, you know, she's not here to answer any questions, right? So the reporters just, you know, gullibly believe it. Like, they believe everything the mayor tells them. And they ask a series of questions. And one of them finally gets the morning badge question, right? This absolute bullshit story that people in the press are continuing to just buy from... That there's something called a morning badge, and that's why officers were covering up their fucking badge numbers. Uh, Just
0: before you even go into the story, like, the whole... The question was asked, why are they cover you know, or very early on, fucking sun, last Sunday, I think, mm. you know, oh, yeah. and they it was, why the fuck are they covering their badge numbers? And she gave this bullshit, oh, I think um, that it's a traditional morning badge. And it's like, this is a total deflection that has nothing to do with it. No one gives a shit what they are using to cover their yeah. badge numbers. But the press just went with it and, like, okay, I guess we'll let you get back to that. Tell us yeah. more about the morning badges. What the what <laughs> reporters should have been saying was, stop talking about morning badges. We're asking. For example, what is the policy on officers covering yeah. their fucking badge number? Is that not against the rules? Go yeah. on, please. Anything. But yeah. letting, getting, keep continually drawn into this morning badge bullshit, yeah, yeah. which, Horseshit. Uh, you know. So, and
1: also, it drives me crazy, because she's done this, in, this has come up in every press conference, and that not one reporter has, hasn't just pulled their hair out and just yelled at her and called her a liar. Like, if yeah. this was a press conference where they were physically there a reporter should have pulled their shoe off and thrown it at her. Yeah. (laughs) Like, she's lying to your face. It couldn't be more fucking obvious. Everybody knows it's a lie. Stop treating it like it's not an obvious lie. But the point being is that, uh, so they asked this question about the morning badges, and she goes on this big spiel about how, uh, actually, uh, yeah, we're going to ban the morning badges now because the reporter, this reporter actually, like, did push on it a little bit and was saying, like, I know you said they're not doing the morning badge thing anymore, but I have, you know, video of officers who've put black tape over their badge numbers. And she's like, uh well we're gonna have to look into that um but that's a morning badge maybe and uh we banned those so i don't know we'll look into it nothing to do
0: with morning badges but the
1: funniest part about this entire thing was after she just goes to this absolute drivel non-response because she mistakenly said we've banned them or because she said we've banned them carmen best comes where she's been standing just slightly out of frame right comes back up to the podium. Ginny immediately backs away from the podium and best takes the mic and basically just says, uh, yeah, actually, SPD, we've not banned morning badges and we're not going to, and then walks right back just slightly off frame again. Just enough to, uh, we know <laughs> yeah. she's out of frame. Yeah, she's out of frame.
0: But when she was so, le- had left the building, it was in a meeting. And so Ginny- In another building.
1: Yeah, Ginny comes- up to the mic, fucking, I'm, I'm, it fucking. was David Croman. Fucking was next, and he basically was like, "Yeah, I'd like to ask Carmen Best a question." And then Jenny goes, "Uh, she's not in the building right now." And it's like, <laughs> "We just saw her. We literally just saw her. What are you talking about?" Amazing. God, are you fucking? So, I mean, this is the level of like discourse we get from the police and from you know the police's like political front, which is Jenny Durkin. Well, look, which it tells is you just Jenny lying Durk- to your face.
0: I mean, just unfucking believable. Absolutely lying. In the face of, look, Jenny is cop to her core. She yeah. believes in the police. She wants to help the police. But One of the richest they, people in Seattle, so she needs the police. They are all. She, they also, including Carmen Best, completely out of her control. She's essentially yeah, yeah. clearly being held hostage oh, yeah. by the cops. I said on Wednesday, I was like, when we were all in front of City Hall and we had Jenny out there surrounded by uh, protesters with on a protester mic and the cops like several rows behind her i said man maybe we should offer her shelter let her disappear into the crowd and we'll set her up to run you know city hall from some undisclosed undisclosed location you know (laughs) because like like uh, every city hall in america however much she may ultimately believe we need a police state that can crush the poors and the blacks like she's also a fucking hostage oh yeah like
1: yeah, I mean, and uh it's it's intriguing. I mean, you like know, like her,
0: her hot yeah. her her imprisoner, her uh prison guard, Karen Best <laughs> yeah. was literally standing out of frame monitoring her yeah, to make sure and she stepped said the right in thing. to correct and she stepped out of the way to let her come in and correct the record. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, and then men lied for her. Lied <laughs> for her twice. Yeah. I mean, I mean lied lying for her all day. But. Yeah, but I but I lied for the most comically stupid
1: childish way, which is the funny part of. It. I mean, like these people don't respect you listeners. These people don't respect you. They think you're very stupid, like that. You would not put that together. And, you know, to be fair, maybe we are very stupid because no reporter then was like, I know she's still there. <laughs> like I just saw her. I'm not a baby. I don't have. It's like I don't have object permanence. <laughs> like
0: yeah, but, in, um, in this moment, you think they fucking would, right? Because yeah. at oh, this uh, point, this
1: shit. The reporters f- in this city are cowards. Like that. That's what this is all. Highly cowards and basically useless. Well,
0: I, I, the other thing is, I think they're... unless they want to come on the show, in which case they're heroes. Yes. Um, the I mean, there is a different dynamic because she's protected through this. They control the fucking Zoom meeting. Right? Oh yeah, like, yeah, they can yeah. just yeah. like. Easily shut someone up uh, and go, oh, technical difficulties, whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, not like they're being they're in the room, you know. I don't know. So when
1: well, there's not really an ability, still to do worth it, worth or, it to fucking yeah.
0: ask the question and never be invited back because that's yeah. the moment we're in. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I mean, do you think
1: that uh, you know
0: reporter or whatever threw his
1: shoe at fucking George W. Bush? Gave a shit that I think like he's in he, the Iraqi Congress. Was yeah. he in the Congress? Yeah. yeah. But either yeah. way, do you think he was cared that he wasn't going to be invited back to hang out with George W. Bush? No, he's like the no, moment just was, like was, fuck he was this like, fucking guy. He was like, like, <laughs> like fuck it. I'm a legend. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And that's where people need to be right now. But anyway, so that guy rules. I know, so fucking good. Somebody like asked him one time. He said the only thing he was mad about was it didn't connect, which is the funniest (laughs) thing on the planet. Um, So yeah, so you know, just kind of closing out this just, I mean, absurd meeting. Uh, You know, a reporter again, like to their credit, like asked a more probing question about the gassing, and when Jenny denied that she, the police had gassed people, she's like. Well, that's weird because we have photos of protesters holding, you know, gas grenades of, you know, this this gas, right? To which Jenny just responded, oh, well, the, um, you know, the, uh, the organizers, the march organizers and stuff, uh, they told me that they only wanted to ban tear gas, and that's pepper gas. So... There you
0: go. Oh, the organizers. The organizers. Oh,
1: they they asked the, for the, the cori- tear gas ban, and they were they. And as she phrased it, they were only concerned about tear gas. Other gas is okay. So if uh, if they just want to like uh, go in that old World War One stockpile and launch mustard gas in yeah. the middle of fucking yes. Capitol Hill, blister- I guess that's okay. Yes.
0: Blistering agents are a <laughs> ok. All right, some chlorine <laughs> gas. <laughs> um, I mean, again, drown in your own lungs, claw just, your own asshole out. Yeah, why not? Yeah,
1: and to, and to be fair, this report was like. The fuck are you talking about? Which is which well, is the the right? Well, the next question would is, be. I mean, uh, first of
0: all, it is ridiculous. Tear gas is a colloquialism. Yeah, yeah. like. Well, I think it, it was it's a, a nickname, a short and,
1: for gassing people. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. A, a, a gas- and, well, the next
0: logical question would have been. Are you saying no one was brought to tears by the gas last <laughs> night? Because I think there's pretty good evidence that they were.
1: Yeah, and I mean, uh, well, in that, and there were some reports of that I they mean, how
0: stupid does she look? I mean, uh, from every level. Lying about yeah. it now, but doing it in the first place, and then having to go back and say, yeah, well, really what I was saying was meaningless because we have multiple kinds of gas, so I was just fucking with you anyway. Yeah, yeah. Or, I mean, because sl- that's slightly better than... SPD is completely out of my control and anyone's control. I mean, just what a fucking clown. And by
1: the way, again, within an hour or two of this press conference ending, Carmen Best was on the ground at East Precinct ordering gas
0: attacks. Oh, I don't think she liked how that press conference went. I think she went and wanted to get some of her anger out at (laughs) Mayor Jenny and the protesters. Yeah. Yeah. So finally,
1: I mean, the last thing about this thing, which I think came immediately after the gas question... A uh, friend of the show, uh, one of our original patrons, Jason Rance, got a question, and it was so fucking funny, because they kick it to Rance and he, I mean, just, what a fucking weasel, but <laughs> he he begins, you know, he's one of those guys that doesn't ask questions, he has, like, the quancers, right, oh, like, it's just, God. you know, a, a statement that's uh, in the form of a question, because he just ends it, like, on a high note, but basically, he was just like, uh, if, he's like, you tell me this, Mayor." If the police can't use chemical weapons against the population... Well, clearly they what are, can, so what are you talking about? Yeah, I yeah, know, no shit, right? But if they can't use chemical weapons against the population, what are they supposed to do? Which he then followed with a... Uh, complaint that i don't even think ever had a question to it where he just was mad that protesters were using swears uh around the police so uh protesters out there uh jason's very mad that you guys are using swears now and to highlight what a fucking loser he is uh dirk i think was literally just like uh okay and just went to the next question even our idiot bear was like who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> and just moved on, which is so fucking funny. Oh my god, that so, rules, guys! I'm just saying, watch these press conferences. They are getting just increasingly. uh Dot like Yeah, like, essentially. I mean, you know, you couldn't write like a parody as good. I mean, that whole thing with Carves coming, dude. That is back straight like it's an Armando thing. No, it's an Armando
0: Inucci thing. Yeah, 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 dude. Like, like just. <laughs>
1: just oh. astonishing like oh my god fucking unbelievable um that i love and again i mean it shows how stupid spd is too because like the mayor's trying to do something for you here right the mayor's trying oh, to I cover mean, that's it for the you story all around. It up. look like, i mean that's the so story of our funny. entire fucking
0: country's <laughs> death spiral here all these systems have been all these the systems of neoliberalism have been so honed and so perfected through generations that none of those components have any other scripts, have any other skills, know how to do anything else, and are completely inflexible. This is, you know, the Democratic Party. Yeah. Uh, all they, all Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Joe Biden know how to do is say, no, you can't have anything, because that's been the script. And that that's what they were picked to do, trained to do, what they self-selected for. That's all they know. Mm-hmm. Total inflexibility. That's Jenny, she's a fucking cop, and that's SPD. They're like, we crack heads. You're saying we can't crack heads? Fuck you. Yeah, we crack Come, heads. Yeah, yeah, we crack heads. Like, Oh, I mean, fucking incredible. Unbelievable. So, yeah. So, so the point is, even when they have an opportunity to mm-hmm. maybe do something a little fucking smarter and be uh, a little flexible in a way that might actually benefit their fucking power, uh, yeah, no, they're incapable of that. Yeah. Uh, so,
1: basically, I think it must have happened... So let's talk a little bit about what happened at East Precinct last night on Sunday night. Well,
0: yesterday... Uh, I mean, a lot went down yesterday. I did the othello march uh yeah. got to hear mm-hmm. nikita speak at the safeway parking lot um that was good also very peaceful not a fucking cop in sight um,
1: <laughs> yeah it turns out they're all in one location yeah. these days. weird uh, greg um all the police are in one location in the city they seem to be nowhere else uh and there's no problems anywhere except the one location the police are at huh interesting cool here. what a what a weird coincidence yeah i maybe we could create a vision of the future based off of this weird fact that we're finding yeah here. <laughs> seriously
0: um yeah i mean i didn't see a cop all that day until after after marching back to fellow park i uh i rolled up to the hill and you know i was hanging out watching the line get pushed from the crosswalk at 11th and pine up you know slowly up the block mm. Then I went around the corner. I was hungry coming off this long march, you know, and I was like, I'm going to go order some chicken at Bok Bok. Okay, Mm -hmm. so that's right. Seattle sucks has a sponsor. (laughs) So I went, I ordered some chicken. I was like, oh, it's going to be 15 minutes. I went back. I -hmm. went back to the protest. I was like, I'm going to walk back over. I'm just going to stand next to this dumpster, like waiting (laughs) for my chicken. I've got 15 minutes or so. I'm going to just like walk the block back. You know, see what's going on over there. Okay, whatever. I, wa- I walk back. And apparently, when I as I am gone, getting my chicken, uh, a right-wing psychopath showed up to uh, murder a bunch of people. Yeah, and to be fair, to give the appropriate
1: story, Greg was coming out of the chicken place, just holding his chicken, probably smelling it. He was like, floating to the smell like a cartoon like hobo to a pie at a window right you know uh probably like singing to himself uh and meanwhile while greg was enjoying the ecstasy of this
0: the sauces uh, are very good
1: it was a good greg brought me a piece home it was very good um much better than the fish place he used to be there he sold me very soggy fish and chips so i was not very excited about it but anyways so while all this was happening, yeah, this guy uh, drove through a barrier, right? Uh, then drove wildly down the street down well, accelerating, uh, pine. you know. Actually,
0: he whipped around the corner. <laughs> yeah, he was coming uh, westbound on Pike, whipped around the corner onto 11th. People had to jump out of the way. Then they started chasing him. Yeah. And then he sort of Swerves his way down 11th. You can, this is all you can see in all the videos probably you already have.
1: Yeah, and he's heading, yeah, to the sort of main body where the crowd was when the police had barricaded everybody onto that, you know, intersection there. Uh, weird. Uh, don't know why this guy would have known where the crowd would be or where the police barricade might be. But luckily, uh, two very uh, heroic individuals showed up. Which was uh looked like a young man who picked up a police a piece of the police barricade and threw it in front of just the car jamming the fucking car. car. Yeah, like it just jammed up the fucking car, which I mean, just incredible foresight and like uh reflexes from that individual. And, also a very scary thing oh to do. My yeah. God. So. Uh and then another individual who reached in the car Dan Gregory to stop the guy, is Dan name, Gregory,
0: yeah. Reached in, decked the motherfucker. Yeah. Uh and then uh took a shot to the shoulder. Yeah. Uh the, the 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 fucking shithead winged him with yeah. his fucking Glock with uh mags in it long enough to be taped together.
1: Yeah. So yeah, sticking he had the... out of
0: the bottom of his Glock another taped back uh <laughs> upside down to it. So, you know, figure that's like um you know, thirty rounds right there. Oh, yeah, amazing. yeah, I think you had two sixteen round mags. Yeah, yeah.
1: And yeah, and they were taped together for quick reloading. You know, like if you had to shoot a mass of people, you know? Yeah. Like uh, yeah, some yeah, just sort of mass shooting. Yeah, yeah,
0: you know. To or to uh, defend to, yourself after you plowed through a yeah, crowd. Yeah. Uh, and uh, finally. To end your own yeah. life, and to be fair, uh,
1: this is not like speculation that he was probably trying to plow into the crowd. This has actually happened in multiple events now, where right-wing fucking psychopath friends of the cops—some of them cops, some of them, cops. ha- and some of them actual cops—yeah, you know, cops themselves have been doing it, but also uh, you know freaks on the side. Uh, it, one has you know, killed somebody in uh, Oakland, I believe, right? And but yeah, I mean, this is is happening all over the country. Uh, so yeah, this guy plowed through this and. Um, after shooting somebody, he then got out of the car and immediately beelined for the police well, he, line.
0: He sort of danced around his car, With waving gun. his gun at people, yeah. people screaming. people. But honestly, it's such a big crowd so loud. A lot of people never clocked him as he yeah. sort of shimmy his way through yeah, there the some, crowd. Yeah, now
1: let me mention that real fast because there were some people on Twitter who were, you know, again, people have never been at an event that has more than two people on it because they have no friends and just sit at home all day. But, like, doing this thing of, like, uh... Nobody in the crowd when he went running stopped him or whatever. And I gotta say... Like, First of all, there were lots of people
0: running after that yeah, car. Yeah, yeah, no shit. <laughs> the guy got fucking decked. Yeah, yeah. Okay? But, like, lots of people... By the time he's out of the car, the people he's running through have no... They have not yeah, yeah, yeah. seen... Even what? though it was... 10, 15 feet from them. Well, that's my point. Is
1: like uh, when at Trump's inauguration, when a guy went to the UW and tried to murder somebody, a MAGA fucking shot at the UW, tried to mm-hmm. murder somebody at Trump's inauguration. I was 20 feet away when that guy shot that guy. And I remember some people came, I didn't hear shit. And I remember some people came running and some fucking like college Republican ran up to me and said, uh, They're shooting, they're shooting. And I remember laughing at him and told him, stop being such a fucking baby. (laughs) And and then uh, minutes later, I looked over and saw that police were trying to arrest a guy who was just bleeding on the ground. Uh, which by the way not that this has anything to do with what we're about to reveal about this story uh, but that Magachud one was allowed to leave the University of Washington campus after shooting somebody by the police who had completely surrounded the mar- or completely surrounded the event right uh, and then when he showed back up at the UW precinct to turn himself in uh, not only did they not, arrest him or anything like that they actually worked with him to concoct a fucking alibi for his story a fake fucking story uh that basically probably would have completely you know led to zero charges and gotten out of trouble had the whole encounter not been videotaped yeah. right uh but yeah police directly worked with him to essentially fabricate so a story so what
0: you're saying is they understand their role is
1: political Exactly. So, apropos of, you know, nothing, you know, or certainly not related to the story I just related about the University of Washington, uh, this guy who, again, tried to drive his car into the crowd to kill people and then presumably was going to engage in some sort of mass shooting, given the weapon that he had, uh, then decided to make a beeline for the police line in the East Precinct, where he then jumped over the barrier, a barrier that, by the way, people just the night before had been tear gassed for shaking, yeah, uh, he leaped over it while carrying a gun and ran up to the cops who just sat there casually and then gave them a thumbs up. At which point the police kind of, you know, grabbed him by the shoulder and took him around the corner. And that's the last that uh, anybody saw of him.
0: Yeah. Now, this is really amazing. When I, I saw this, <laughs> truly this guy, Been down
1: there to see this happen.
0: Oh, my God. There's really good video of it from multiple angles. And, <clears throat> you know, and maybe you've probably seen it yeah white man jumps through the front line of protesters, running at the cops. he's already if you you'd think if this was anybody, mm-hmm. they'd be fucking wailing on him. oh yeah, you'd think if this was a black man, thank God probably none of those cops actually have their guns on them, yeah, or they'd be shooting him. You'd think as he was saying, I had to shoot a guy. They might get real spooked and start looking at the giant, yeah, like bulge in his, uh, the, uh, his uh, hoodie the, pocket. The, the literally
1: set up for mass shooting gun that he brought with him. Yeah, might
0: uh, be concerned about. Yeah, that, that he's got in his hoodie pocket. There, he's like, I, I had to shoot a guy. Um, now, what I saw in that video, and I still think this is the case. Um, what they saw instantly, instinctually, mm-hmm. and this is how this is why people die because when they see a black man they perceive as a threat mm-hmm. yeah. they shoot them when they see instantly they they clock that their duty is to mm-hmm. enforce a uh racialized economic uh political system that you know and it's to kill black people they have decided to perceive as a threat if they see a protester of anything but certainly of them protesting them uh someone they clock as that coming at them they're going to on a hair trigger, a fucking umbrella waved in their face. They're gonna mace and beat you. Yeah, but this guy ma- manages to pop through those protesters, fucking bum rushing them basically. Yeah. J- muttering some fucking gibberish. But he is inst from the even from from the from the uh, yeah, from video the taken yeah. like four stories up from the top of the stranger's building. Mm-hmm. You can clock him as he gets out of the car as. A ch- White dickhead. Chud. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fucking dickhead chud. White supremacist looking asshole. And he just has the he's got the walk, he's got the look, he's yeah, yeah. got the way he wears his ball cap. That is how they clocked him coming out of that that yeah. crowd. And so even when he said I had to shoot a guy, and was probably saying, I've got a gun, yeah. Uh they were like kind of they kind of like look at each other like what uh what do we do here? Do we need to, mm-hmm. oh, you've got a gun. They kind of like, uh, then they kind of start crying. They're like, oh, okay. Oh shit. You have a gun. Oh, oh fuck. All right. Put your arms behind your back. And, and then, then they all, they yeah. don't all jump on him to beat the shit out of him. Like they would say <laughs> anyone, else. any black person with a gun. Oh, and yeah. I think any protester with oh, a gun, yeah. uh, they all close ranks to shield him from, from the, the protesters and spirit him away. Yeah into the East Precinct, where we know he wasn't even booked for, like, several hours. So I assume he was hanging out in the break room having beers.
1: Uh, And interestingly, I mean, uh, he was given, you know, a $150,000 bail, which was, you know, below what the uh, DA asked for or whatever during arraignment. Uh, The guy, by the way, who videotaped the police uh, pepper spraying a girl and then wound up in jail because of it, he's not been offered any bail. Interesting. Incredible. Bail denied. So... Point being, uh, all this was all very fishy immediately. So immediately people were like, he's a cop,
0: right? Well, okay, now hold on. I was like, what I said was, and I said this on Twitter, I was like, I I bet this guy's a cop, but not SPD. He's probably yeah, suburban. Like a Bellevue cop. He's like a Bellevue or like an <laughs> Auburn cop. Because I, I was like, they did not recognize him. What was happening here was not that they recognized him. And I still think that's true. I don't think yeah, they yeah. recognized him personally. I think they clocked him as sure, sure. White Chud. Um, so I was like, he's probably a cop, but not SPD. He's a suburban cop who came in to like uh, rescue them or something. Yeah, you know. So, but Brian, know. Brian, god damn it, you just <laughs> you just know these people too well. He yeah. said, "I put my money on cop. cop or cop adjacent." Yeah, and that is on the record. And god damn it, so. Um,
1: uh, Color me surprised <laughs> to find out that maybe they did recognize him. I don't think his, they did. I don't think they did either. But his brother works at the goddamn East Precinct as a cop at the East Precinct, right? So again, brother I mean, brother of cop. God yeah. Damn it. And so, I mean, one of the things that we're seeing, right? And this is just a very stark example of something that happens all the time, is we're seeing the nature of police violence as being inherently political, right? Yeah. It is, it's not just racist, but it's racist in political ways, right? Like we can map. Shootings. So when you map shootings based off of the, you know, median income of the area, what you find is all police shootings happen in one location, which is in low income areas. Right. Yeah. Um, that if you are black and live in a wealthy neighborhood, the police will not enter your house and murder you, but they will if you live in a poor neighborhood. Right. Um, these are the kind of things that we're starting to see here as we break down police shootings. Right, that the police understand their political role in society. Right, they understand that racism is tied to the sort of income inequality that exists or in they this country. It
0: instinctually, anyway. yeah, they yeah. They, yeah, they, it.
1: They, look, they they don't understand it. They don't understand it like uh, you. I was going to say they
0: don't understand it intellectually, but <laughs> yeah, like yeah. they don't understand anything yeah, yeah. intellectually. Yeah, yeah, you know? they, they don't. They, ha- they know when they're hungry, <laughs> yeah. and they they get who they're supposed to fuck with. Yeah,
1: yeah they don't understand it like say uh, Kiyanga Yamada Taylor understands. Right. But they do understand it. Right. They understand the way that every American kind of understands it instinctually. Right. Yeah. Which is why the police know that they can uh, brutalize, uh, you know, just disrespect and, you know, humiliate and even murder homeless people with impunity. But they would never do that to somebody in Laurelhurst. Right. Like so they understand the sort of hierarchy of humanity. (laughs) that we've created, that lawful hierarchy in the United States has created, right? And they enforce that hierarchy. Yeah, and they enforce it. And they also understand the idea that there's political allies that enforcing this hierarchy. You know, uh, the old joke used to be cops and Klan hand in hand, but, you know, that's obviously bigger than just that, right? So guys like the shooter, uh, the guy who shot up the manual, A- you know, uh, Amy Church, right? Who they took out for dinner, <laughs> <laughs> you know, after yeah, arresting. To the
0: Burger King drive-thru, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, uh, you know, that kind of shit. It's real. It's very real, you know? This man uh,
0: shot a guy.
1: Yeah, shot a guy and then ran at the police. And he's offered and, bail. And fair, yeah, and, and, you know, and in the moment, you could say, well, the police didn't know he shot a guy, except for the fact that apparently he was yelling, I just shot a guy. Uh, also, but, I, I, they had to have,
0: I mean, honestly. Maybe you, they hadn't heard that the, on the, the radio shooting, anything, Yeah, but, it would have like, been hard to know. But the thing is, he was apparently yelling, I just shot a guy. Yeah, you you can hear that on the tape very clearly from one of the angles, the angle from the um, uh, south Uh, side of the street.
1: Let's just juxtapose this with something that happened later that night, which is uh, the police again decide, apparently (laughs) under Carmen Best's orders, to riot through the hill again, right, and attack the crowd. In the midst of attacking the crowd, they see a a woman standing in the crowd who is apparently, like, in the video, looks to be uh, kneeling down a little bit, right, And they shoot her directly in the chest with uh, one of the, like, flashbangs that they fire out of their grenade launchers. They just aim at her. They're 20 feet away, aiming directly at her and shoot her directly in the chest. She immediately falls backwards, right, and medics go to try and grab her. As they're trying to grab her, police fire more flashbangs at the medics to try and keep them away. The medics are able to carry her back to a tent that's been there this entire time. All the Mexicans said the police know where the tent is, they know what the tent is, they've been by it, all that kind of stuff. And they're trying to treat this woman, who, by the way, is fucking dying her pulse has completely stopped and they're trying to revive her, right? Bring her back to life. Police have literally fucking killed her, right? She was and, fucking dead. Yeah, apparently multiple times they had to bring her back to life, right? The entire time this is happening, police are firing tear gas into the tent, firing flashbangs, specifically, I mean, again, this is not an accident. They weren't firing into like, uh, just randomly into a crowd. They were aiming at the tent that they saw them take that woman into and firing into that tent, It right? is for
0: those officers... That we need Soviet-style denazification. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because if you're going to defund SPD and not have a wave of organized criminality or actual death squads roaming mm-hmm. the uh, greater Seattle area of ex-cops who are protected from the law by the current Seattle PD and other police departments because they're ex-cops... The the way to avoid that is to try and execute those no. those cops, the yeah. ones who did that. Yeah, which you know, probably yeah. a good number are guilty of uh, yeah. stuff like that.
1: Yeah, and apparently, again, under the direct orders of the police chiefs, let's not leave her out.
0: Yeah. So, oh well, I is, mean, is command that, level again. Yeah. Yeah. Command level is doesn't uh, get through that system. Probably <laughs>
1: time for people to go research how the Soviet Union dealt with their Nazi war criminals.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um. So, anyways, the thing is, is that. Uh, it was, just in one day in the space of hours, a stark juxtaposition of how two people are treated completely differently, right? Uh, one guy with the guns already tried to murder people, already shot someone, uh, stopped through, not by police, but through heroic efforts of people in the crowd, uh, runs to the police saying, I've shot somebody, jumps over the barricades, charges the police say i shot somebody, and they basically high-five him. A woman... Is kneeling in the street, not even holding a sign or anything, 20 feet from the cops, and they fire a fucking flashbang grenade directly into her chest, right? Because for them, it's fun. They're having fun, right? There's good times, right? Then when they see her fall over and they see medics grab her, that's when they say, you know it would be really fun? Let's fire flashbangs into the medics' tent. Let's fire, you know, tear gas into the medics' tent, right? essentially doing everything they can to kill this woman. And again, if not for just absolutely heroic efforts on the ground from people there, for the second time that day, police were thwarted from murdering somebody. Twice. Yeah. Within hours.
0: Right? There, there, and, there should be statues on that block of all of those people.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it's uh, it's it's a truly astonishing display of what is not just a police department out of control, but a police department that's operating as a force of political terrorism. Yeah. Right? Now, that being said, and that all being very depressing, something happened today that uh, lifted a lot of spirits, I think. Fuck yeah. Which is a moving truck backed up to the East Precinct.
0: Well, first, first this morning, <laughs> they were building a fucking wall, yeah. which I said That is funny. I can't believe I totally Ra- forgot about Brian this. Brian can testify to this. <laughs> I, I stumbled upon this after waking up this morning on Twitter and I just like... I just couldn't stop laughing. Like every, yeah. I, and then I'd, I'd stop and I'd look at other things for a minute, and then I just start laughing again. And just la- they were building a, a chain link fence, bolting it. They they drilled into the ground. Basically, they hired a fence company to yeah. come and do this. Uh, and from what we've been able to piece together from people on Twitter is, yeah. uh, someone told S dot. S dot called the fence company and was like. Yeah. Uh, do you have a permit for this? Because we can't find that permit. What the fuck's <laughs> going on? You're drilling into our street and building a what across our what? And the fence company, who was probably just called up by SPD and assumed, well, uh-huh. SPD's asking for it. must be legit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is one of the major fence companies in Seattle. They do all, you know, all the construction uh-huh. fences. Uh, they're the main people they need permits from to do every single thing they do. <laughs> told them, what the fuck are you doing? And that's what we know from people talking to us. I'm guessing then what happened next was the people actually installing it got a call from corporate and where they, which was like, get every single piece of that <laughs> fence out of that street and get away from there as fast as you can. Get, clear that fucking street and leave immediately. Take anything that belongs to us, anything with our name on it. You were never, just run away. Um, and then we're probably just uh, apologizing profusely to, to the yeah. Department of Transportation. So the cops tried... Uh, on their own <laughs> to <Yeah. laughs> build a wall on all the streets around the East Precinct. The fucking psychos. Yeah. Which, absolutely clown-ass move. Like, yeah. literally just, all you're do- like, this is a protracted people's war. Well, also, the longer you fight it, the more you fucking lose, you asshole. But also, you're reinforcing, fencing themselves in. Fencing themselves in <laughs> I mean, to defend the castle, right? Because they're fucking cosplaying. They're, their murder is yeah, yeah. cosplay, right? Like, yeah. to them. They're just yeah. having fun. I don't know. They're insane. <laughs> Dumbest fucking thing. All you're doing is reinforcing a protester front line that you then can't... Think about it. They wouldn't be able to charge after or fuck with the protesters. You wouldn't be able to mace them. Because the first thing that would have happened was protesters would have fucking tarped and fucking boarded the whole thing up right oh yeah and then they could have stood there and partied on one side of the fence and who cares if they were yeah they were taunting them by moving it up the block moving the Mm -hmm. line up the block and eventually got them to fucking gas them but so what if you're so what if there's oh we can't move past this chain link fence until we really want to by you know just cutting it but even better Uh, just don't the the police have built their own little prison Good. Yeah,
1: we'll, they're stuck like, in there. Yeah, yeah. We'll board up the side of the fence, right? So they can't even look out of it. <laughs> and then they can just <laughs> sit in there. I mean just fucking a hilarious. Comically stupid move. And I'm actually kinda sad that well, the, so, the fence company picked it all out and left.
0: <laughs> yeah, know? and so oh, um obviously plans changed. And we've also heard from some people that Durkin was pushing this since the beginning of the weekend. Yeah, yeah um she wanted this to happen on friday but may- that that's speculation i don't know there are indications of that so again there is a war going on in city hall between Durkin and the police too um but eventually yeah they packed up today they got the national guard to be there like fire line carrying their <laughs> yeah, shit yeah. out to their moving All these trucks. which the fucking national fucking guard. losers don't yeah. fuck dude it's one thing to stand there and stand behind the cops to make the cops feel tough like you've got mm-hmm. their back um and then sort of like mosey out behind them yeah. when they gas and beat people. That's bad enough. But to fucking carry their shit out as they yeah. strategically retreat, quote <laughs> Just unquote, to be their
1: fucking pack animal. I mean, just so fucking, fucking Losers. Oh my God. So they. Yeah, if you're in the National Guard and still reporting for this shit, you're a fucking loser.
0: Yeah, seriously. Like, if you, and also, if you a, fuck, fuck you, Jay Inslee, yeah. for letting them back up these fucking. Yeah, no shit. Murderous cops.
1: Uh, again, Democrats worse than useless. But yeah, so the thing is, this too is if you act, if you happen to be related to or know any of these National Guard guys too, you should just mock them endlessly yeah. about being SPD's pack animal, <laughs> basically yeah. like being their little dog. Ask them ask him, <laughs> an SPD gave them new dog tags with cute names on it like, <laughs> to call them because that's all they are, man. I mean, just pathetic. Like if you had an ounce of self respect, like who gives a shit whether you agree with the protest or not. If you had an ounce of self respect, you would be showing up to the. Shit, yeah. just fucking embarrassing, unfucking embarrassing. believable. The cops volunteer for this shit because they love it. Yeah, you're you join the national guard because you like to go camping and need a little extra money every month. Like yeah. Jesus Christ, what a fucking door! How fucking stupid do you have to be to actually show up for this shit? Seriously,
0: Inslee should be getting more um shit, shit. right now oh, for course. not having pulled them out by now. Just watching this over and over again. All yeah. they're doing is standing behind the cops when, as the cops just brutalize uh, peaceful protesters. But anyway, so. Okay, they left now, and they are uh, encamped around the neighborhood in massive numbers. Um, Now, we've been offline for the last two hours recording this podcast. We don't know, last that we saw um, the... uh, you know, the protest was happening instead of uh, on 11th of Pine, it was happening right there on 12th in front of the East Precinct. Yeah. Uh, very yeah. peaceful and yeah, very just cool. To be clear, and they, uh, they moved out of the East Precinct. They literally emptied it. They
1: took all the computers out. It up. They took all the guns out. They took apparently all the personal effects out and they boarded it up and left. And uh, I guess they think that it kind of like when NYPD went on strike to show everybody, and then everyone was like, this is great. And then they had to like rush back to work because <laughs> yeah. it was too embarrassing. Um. Similarly, I, I, you know, I, th- I think there's two possible, uh, you know, ideas behind what they were doing. One being, we'll board it all up and leave, and that, that'll that show them. They'll, they'll feel sad for us now that we're gone and uh, whatever. Uh, of course, imme- people immediately uh, started throwing a party, right, with the precinct and talking about how maybe we should turn it into a library, a community center, <laughs> yeah. all this shit, right? Having I mean, grand plans of all the great things we could do with this building newly acquired, right? Um, the other theory of what they might have been up to, I'll leave to...
0: What do you think they... Uh, the well, other I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, the word honeypot was thrown around, <laughs> yeah. a trap, you know? Yeah. I mean, they were hot and bothered uh, all over Twitter, along with the fire department, about credible threats of arson against the thing. Mm-hmm. Basically, they want people well, to burn it down. Well, let's get
1: back to that for a second, because... They were, they were saying credible. Th- the FBI has given us credible threats of arson. And for all of our listeners who I assume are all 15 years old, uh, there was this thing called the War on Terror. You might have heard of it. Uh, but yeah, in 2001, uh, if you were of an old enough age to remember, you'll remember that you got to spend a full decade of hearing about credible threats that the FBI was giving and the CIA was giving. And uh, how many of those threats ever came true? Not a goddamn one, because credible threat from the FBI is how you know you're about to hear a lie. <laughs> All right? Somebody says the FBI has given us a credible threat. What you should hear is, here's a lie I'm about to tell you. But anyways, go on.
0: <laughs> well, um, yeah. I mean, it seems like they want people to burn it down Yeah. Um, so they can rush in. Um, like is not... No, that's not going to happen. I'm. I'm. That would be. That's the money I would put down. That that's no. not going to happen. That I mean, it'd be cool as hell if it did, but let's be serious. It'd be, yeah, yeah it would be cool else, to burn down. down. The yeah. idea of burning down a police precinct is very cool. You know, this is one is a little different from the one. The uh, one in Minneapolis was basically like a McDonald's franchise. Like it was just uh, its own little shitty building. This well is on that, a, a dense city block where well people that, live. Well, all their
1: stuff was in it. Yeah, where, exactly. Like, they they had They, to, all the stuff out they of stuff ran out in a pinch.
0: That was like the fall of Saigon. This yeah, yeah. was like this is clearly a calculated strategic uh, yeah. retreat. So yeah, they yeah. think. And So, so not that case, cool. You don't, you don't
1: burn the building down because yeah, they gave it to you. Use it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would say, um, you know, I would say if I, you know, if I was giving people advice tonight, and people would, you know, what do what they do, but I would say don't even go in it tonight. Let let yeah, wave it in their faces that nothing goes down tonight and like as not they'll come rolling in anyway who the fuck knows sure. um or they'll try and burn it down themselves i wouldn't put it past them you know Yeah. they're probably so convinced that half the crowd is antifa and they're gonna torch the place that they didn't like plant incendiary bombs in there already um but yeah who the fuck knows dude but yeah i would just let them uh eat your shit for tonight and then yeah you know whatever maybe it'll be occupied and turned into something good in the future but i think it's important spd is never ever ever let back into that building oh yeah
1: and the thing is is spd again made another comical mistake which they've shown they can leave yeah and you know what a lot of other precincts around they don't all got to be full nope maybe none of them do nope you know so as far as i'm concerned an enormous victory a real uh, sign of where we can go from here. And I think, too, the big thing to highlight is just uh, this is because people are on the ground fighting, yeah. right? Like, none of your elected officials got this done. None of, uh, you know, uh, certainly not Jay Inslee, certainly not fucking Mayor Durkin, certainly not any of these idiots got this done. Nobody in the National Democratic Party got this done. None of the hashtag resistance got this done. None of these idiots got this done. People on the ground got this done, all right? That's the lesson of the day, right? Is you know, direct action, fighting in the streets, that gets the goods, right? There's a reason why all these Democrats are on Twitter and social media, impotently telling you, uh, "Look, guys, uh, protesting's great, but remember to get out and vote." It's because voting doesn't do shit. This does. All right. They want you out of the streets as fast as possible because you're winning. All right. Yeah. You, I went on. So many, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter, you know, marches in 2014, 15, 16, et etc. Right? Well, we went by East Precinct, and for whatever reason, the police have a fucking real hard on about that precinct, which really makes you wonder what they've been doing in it. But yeah, you know, what are they hiding? Yeah, exactly. So that was always
0: the one that they were most militant about whenever you go by it. Um, yeah, and then they made sure to clear everything out. Yeah, interestingly. Rather- because right, the night before, they were getting pushed up the block, <laughs> and even when they attacked twice, people still came back at them. Yeah. And they, I think they were getting worried that shit, that, and then they were, so much so they were going to put up a wall, right? Yeah, yeah. And then they were like, fuck, we can't lose this without yeah. moving out first. They comically had Curious. a uh, shredder truck there, yep, too, uh, to shred Shredded paper. a bunch of documents? Interesting. What, what was going on in there?
1: Yeah. So, uh, you know. Just a reminder that LAPD had a red squad that operated for 80 years, including in foreign countries, <laughs> as did NYPD. Chicago um, PD had a torture had, squad. Had a, yeah, Chicago PD ran a torture literal squad. torture chamber where they invented their own torture uh, machines and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, really one of the most famous uh, cases of, you know, a community actually getting, like, you know, supposed reforms from a, a you know police department uh, all the way... I mean, one, they got reparations for it, but they also got... Uh, that now Chicago public schools have to teach it in their curriculum that Chicago PD nice. ran a tortures chamber that tortured the black community all the way into the 1990s, which enormous victory. Actually, that's a bigger that's victory huge. than like, you know, cause now you're training people to fucking watch that shit. But even with all that in 2000, I think it was like 10, It was revealed, uh, The Intercept revealed that Chicago PD was still running an off-site black site that was off the books, uh, where people would just vanish for days at a time. And boy, did those people have stories about what happened in that site. So, you know... uh, who knows what happens in the East Precinct. All we know is that they've always had a big hard-on about not letting anybody see it, and uh, they've always been a defend it to the death kind of... I mean, even in Durkin's press conference, I mean, they really took a strange tone about the East Precinct and how they were going to defend it. Uh, After they evacuated it, uh, Chief Best said over and over again, yeah, we're leaving the East Precinct, we're abandoning it, we're going to defend it, we're not letting the protesters burn it down or whatever, right? So, I mean... They've always yeah, had a weird tone about it, yeah. So I don't know what goes on in that precinct. All I know is it's ours now, and we shouldn't leave it <laughs> unless forced to. Yeah. Uh, you know, the city, the the building belongs to us now. But anyways, the point being, that's what people in the street did, right? Don't let any politician take that shit away from you. You're winning when you stay in the streets. All yeah. right, that's the message. That is right? the message.
0: Uh, this moment is like nothing we've ever seen. Yeah. It's being led by. Radical activists of color who have got a playbook that is fucking working and the key component of that playbook is action in the streets. Yeah. And in in numbers. Um, so every night. Yeah. Every demand you are hearing
1: has been made by people for ever, Right. Cops out of schools, you know, defund the police, all this kind of, stuff. all these demands have been made. The reason why you're hearing about them now is because they actually have a political force behind them. Before you were just a lone kook saying it into the wilderness. Now people are in the streets and now it has power, right? And again, this is the goddamn lesson. All right? Yeah. <laughs> Defund SPD. The leadership's doing a good job, right, in demanding the defunding of SPD. Yes, it That's is good. very good. <laughs> it's very good. What is happening now is good. Don't be a fucking dork online trying to pretend like you're the fucking king of the leftists or whatever. Yeah, it's I, good.
0: Get in the street. Instead I, of... I just... I peeped to my Twitter, and people are hassling Shama down at the East Brinston yeah. now for saying defund them by 50% because it's not 100%. And she's trying yep. to explain uh, this is a good strategy. But and she's fucking right. Okay? And also,
1: the thing is, what we're seeing, because I guarantee you five or six years ago, you wouldn't have had that many people yelling that. Yeah. No, it's that good. Was a look, lot. Look. So what's happening it's is good. those people in the street are getting radicalized yes. too. So no, now even those demands are going to sound like not enough for them. Perfect. So even if we get that, people are still going to be hungry and going to exactly. want more. And that's what we
0: want. That is perfect, yes. If If... Defunding SPD by 50% feels like a failure to most of the city. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Good. Good. Stay it's in the streets. More. Never give up the East Precinct. Stand together in solidarity. We're right there with
1: you. All right. Well, we'll see you guys uh, next week. At see week. you out on the streets.